Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Please be seated. After this I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number of all tribes, all nations, all peoples and languages standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Every All Saints Day I reflect on these words and try to imagine what John saw in that heavenly crowd. And since John was in exile on the Isle of Patmos late in his life when he had this vision, I imagined a people whom he saw in vision were his friends and relatives, his fellow apostles who had been martyred. Most gruesomely, Peter, his brother James, Matthew, Andrew, Philip, Stephen, the very first Christian martyr, and Paul. How comforting this vision then to him, to see his friends now safe in the bosom of Christ, to see their suffering turn to joy, to see Jesus the Lamb upon his throne with his own gathered around him, all his promises fulfilled. And so for us too. Who for us in the crowd do we see this morning? A woman whose mind was taken away by Alzheimer's. An old pastor whose, bodily, whose body finally wore out. A baby who died before she was able to be born. A young boy who was hit by a car on his bike and killed. A woman overcome by cancer. An old man who lived a fruitful long life. A young woman who had been gunned down by a mentally ill person on revenge. A family killed by a drunk driver. A father who struggled to make ends meet. A wife who did her best, but her best was never good enough. A college student who drank too much and fell from his dormitory building. A poor widow. A man who lived under a bridge. A soldier who lost his legs, blown up by a bomb. An old childless couple. A prisoner who had just had a mixture of chemicals injected into his veins. And who else? Who might you see or imagine in that great multitude? Look around you in this crowd of saints, and you may be surprised. These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation, for life in this world is seldom easy. There is hunger and thirst and tears. There are troubles and trials and temptation. There is weakness and fear and death. And we are a little flock hunted down by the devil, hounded by his demons, and harassed by his evil, both within and without. And we often fail, and we often fall. We are overcome. And we look at our lives, and we look at the world this morning, and we don't see blessedness. We see trouble and difficulty, pain and death. 
And yet, in the midst of such a world, we have hope. And we are given this vision of hope today that there is more than what we can see. Much more. As John said in our epistle lesson, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet appeared. Who we are and what we will be is hidden now in this world of sin and suffering. But the day is coming when all shall be revealed. When Jesus comes again and John's beatific vision becomes reality. All his promises fulfilled. So saints don't often look like saints on earth. The blessed don't often look blessed In fact, they may look exactly the opposite. Martyrs don't look blessed. Those who are suffering don't look blessed. Those who mourn or are meek don't look blessed. Those who are poor in spirit, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness don't look blessed. Those who are merciful are often taken advantage of as well as the peacemakers. The pure in heart are mocked, and those who dare to speak of righteousness of Christ different than that of the world's can expect persecution. Lawsuits, loss of job, loss of family and friends, loss of support, loss of reputation. It all happened to Jesus, and it will happen to those who are his. And yet, this is truly blessedness. Over and over he says it, these are those who are blessed. I know it sounds foolish to many. That's not blessing. At least not the blessedness that I want. True blessedness is to win the $1.5 billion lottery. Blessed is to be happy and have all that you want. Blessed is not to suffer. Blessed is to be full and satisfied. Blessed is to have an easy life, to be liked by all, to have all your dreams come true. Perhaps the last one is the key. What are your dreams and your hopes? Are they only for this world and life? Are they that small? Maybe it's time for us to think with a bigger picture. Maybe it's time to realize that we don't know what blessed really is and we need to be catechized like Jesus does today. These are the blessed ones. Not the ones who seem blessed here and now for a short time in this life, but the ones that John saw, the ones with tribulation, now blessed forever. Hebrews chapter 11, which is sometimes called the, faith, the great faith chapter, speaks of a great multitude of Old Testament saints who were waiting for the promises of God to be filled, the promises of a Savior. John must have seen them too in his vision. Abel and Enoch, Noah, Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Jacob and Joseph, Moses and the Israelites who crossed the Red Sea with him, Rahab 
a prostitute, Gideon and Barak and Samson, David, Samuel and the prophets. And then there are the many mentioned without names. Those who were tortured, who suffered mocking and flogging, who were put in chains and imprisonment, those who were stoned and sawn in half, killed with a sword. And we wonder, how could they do what they did? How could they stand firm in the faith? And the answer is they didn't just dream of small things in this world and short life. They knew as we read in Hebrews chapter 11 that they were strangers and exiles on earth seeking a homeland, a better country, a heavenly one, the one God had prepared for them. And as John's vision shows us today, their faith in him came true. And so All Saints Day reminds us of this truth, that the purpose of church, the purpose of our faith, the purpose of Jesus is not that we live a blessed life now, but that we die a true blessed death, for that is far better. A blessed death, I know, seems strange to your ears, doesn't it? For death is a result of sin. Death was never meant to be. Death is a, an alien to God who created us to live forever. And death never looks blessed. It's ugly and empty. But the suffering and pain ends in this life only to continue in the next. For in that suffering and pain comes new life. A blessed death is possible. John's vision and the saints to have gone before us testify to that. It is one of the elders standing before the throne in heaven with all the saints delighting in speaking to God. Their robes have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. It is the blood of the Lamb, the blood of Jesus that enables to die a blessed death. Ironically, it is the word of God and the blood of the Lamb, the blood of Jesus that causes us tribulation in this life, that puts the satanic bullseye on our backs, that makes this life seem at any times anything but blessed. But truly blessed you are. Jesus says as you sit here gathered around font and lectern, pulpit and altar, over and over he says it, even if you don't look like it, even if it doesn't feel like it. For Jesus has taken your, cursed, your cursedness upon himself. He died the cursed death and rose from the cursed death so that you could die a blessed death and to have a blessed life with him for all eternity. And so you have been washed. When that blood was poured on you in your baptism and you continue to be washed as that blood washes over you in his words of absolution and he gives you his life as you eat his body and drink his blood, this is true blessedness here and now. And you lead a blessed life and you will die a blessed death for you are in Jesus and in Jesus, all that is his is yours. 
even if it is hidden under suffering and tribulation in this world. But that doesn't make it any less real. For hidden doesn't mean not real. In fact, it means just the opposite. Hidden means it is here and real. You just can't see it, but John saw it, and we believe it by faith. So today, All Saints Day, the saints are encouraging us not to give up, to keep the faith, to remember that we are not alone. You can never be alone in the church, for this is where Jesus is. And where Jesus is, so are his angels and saints. So here we join them and they join us around the Lamb. All the names that we will read in a few moments and more. They are just hidden. I like hearing from the old timers when they talk about the church being filled to the brims here. If you follow the Sheboygan history thing, historic Sheboygan, on Facebook you will see the pictures of this church filled to the gills. Oh, for the good old days, we pine. But the good old days are here and now. For you can't see those that are beyond us in heaven who will gather around the, who will gather around the altar with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven when we kneel and see Jesus face to face. If you want to see your loved ones, don't go to the cemetery. Kneel at the altar where we greet them face to face. They are like him. And the feast that we begin to sing of here today, we will get forever in heaven. This is but a foretaste. As John saw it, there there will be no more hunger. No more thirst, no more tears, no more scorching heat or tribulations. This is the feast of victory for our God, his victory for all saints, including you and me. This is true blessedness. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith to Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.